0: Greetings, Lucasarians. I'm um, coming with you with a double dose today. I'm um, gonna give you a second episode. Um, uh, this episode, I want to talk about something drastically different from the norm. Um, to in tw- um, excuse me, in 2020, we lost um, Chadwick Boseman, uh, an incredible actor, um, very talented young man. Um, to um, we lost him to cancer, but um, he was just really just striking like the everything on like where he's going to set everything, the world, everything on fire. He was just, you know, almost at the very top. And then, um, you know, as life sometimes did, then showed in 2020, um, we were in for a great sadness and, uh, and lost something and someone very great uh, along with Kobe and um, many others. Um, that was a hard hit year for a lot of people in losing, not just to COVID, but in, in, in losing at a tragic timeless um, stance from um, Brianna Taylor, you know, Maud Aubrey, you know, and Floyd. It was it's just it was just like a very traumatic year, but Chadwick Bozeman uh played uh King T'Challa in the Marvel movie Black Panther. And um I wanna talk about why I feel that he's needed to be recast. I wanna speak about Why I feel that for black children, more so black male children, having a hero like him is more vital than having a female hero for the presence of black females. And I'll get into it. And for the record, if was you're listening to this, I am not chauvinistic. I am not um, anti-feminist. I believe in women being empowered and women standing strong. And I believe in strong women. I believe in women that don't shed tears when they have problems. Women that can do their own work and not ask for help independent and stuff, stuff um, in life where they don't really need to be helped or need to be the damsel. There are often some of these type women that I really admire are sometimes the heroes of damsel men. Um, so let's just dive right into it. Chadwick Boseman, um was iconic on the screen. Uh, we had... In that movie, two very iconic performances, uh, one by him and one by Michael B. Jordan. Um, I would say of that, uh, it was kind of that movie will stand alone uh, in cinema because you had a character uh, who in reality was dealing with a darkness and you had a actor who was playing someone dark and you know reeled in the end of playing that and had to deal with a little bit of uh consuming, being consumed by that darkness. Um in this, I'm talking about like um Michael B. Jordan, it's not really wide known. He had to do a little counseling, you know, after he played the role, he delved in it too dark. And like, if you listen to the undertones of the Killmonger character, you hear what's in most males hearts and black lives matter. It's like, you know, you've seen oppression so long, you've read the history and you always see that in, in the end, the darker, Skin um, loses. So that villain is not a villain in his mind. Uh, there's the like premise of the anti hero, you know, the hero that is basically just the everyday hero. Um, but it's only when he feels like being a hero. Uh, that's Pretty much every everyone in the world, you know, we're all capable of heroic and courage and very you know great deeds, but we're not like just running around doing it all the time, being the hero twenty four seven. Um, so that I can understand like having to shake that when you just live and breathe in that space mentally for months. Yes, it had to take a toll on the man. But another thing is, imagine playing the strong, dynamic, um, hero, leader type role and you're getting chemo and fighting down the tick of a clock due to cancer. Yet, still getting in the time to put in workouts, learn new languages. Uh, Chadwick Bozeman is amazing. He learned an African dialect, the the click dialect, to make his role more authentic when he was talking to the um member in like uh, the cast member in the movie that actually spoke it to make it that much richer in his last film Ma Rainey's Black Bottom if you really want to see a treat google the the videos of him playing the guitar like he's sitting there looking like Jack Johnson like totally authentic in the way he plays in the mannerisms this guy could become any role. It was like if just he went in a time machine, did the work, and he was that person. Uh, when playing James Brown, he was James Brown. And playing Jackie Robinson, he he was Jackie Robinson. Uh, a small role that most people didn't really see him in is The Express. Uh, he played a small role in that. Um, also, he wasn't the lead in that movie, but he, he still. Held a presence on the screen. That movie was incredible because it had credible actors, Ron Davis, uh, you know, and um, uh, Nicole Bierre. It's it was it was star studded. But I want to like praise him first before I go into what some people might find unpopular because some people don't think he should be recast. They think it should the role should die with him. And um, we should just, you know, move, um, glaze over it. I want to talk about just the hero in general. You know, like, for a white kid growing up in rural nowhere in America, you know, they had Superman growing up. From the 1940s and radio to comic books and everything else, they had Superman. Um, Superman was the reason they would tie bed sheets and towels around their necks or run around in their houses and stuff. He was the quintessential Boy Scout. You know, like you look at most of your the heroes that's portrayed on screen and in fiction, they are larger than life. Boy Scout always do good or type heroes. And um, then you had um, like they always have been white there always have been white males they always have been you know brave you know courage all the greatest qualities that we profess to be the greatest qualities in americans yet let me go back superman and a lot of these characters were birthed in the 40s and 50s um, Stan Lee, uh, the guy, should be praised just like a Chadwick Boseman because Stan Lee sought to make, in his writing, a world that was more reflective of the real world. Um, the dynamic, if you really look at X-Men, he had the mutants uh, basically as a character or alliteration of the plight of civil rights and black people um you know you had magneto who was you know peaceful wanted to be everybody to be together to get to the promised land together and then you had magneto who was like if they they throw a punch at you make sure they don't hit nobody else you know and, like, I'm using terminology to help you link it in your mind of who the two characters represented. Um, that of MLK and uh, Malcolm X. Um, and that's how he made an entire comic book series. You might have, like, watched those movies a million times that didn't know you were watching Civil Rights. They're being called mutants instead of the N-word. That's basically what you doing he just took something that was real and put it in comic books and put it in stuff like that because it takes it took the fiction to make the kids see that's not right you don't believe me on that you know let's look at superman superman has been used over the years to not only fight villains and stuff like that, he's fought um, the KKK, Nazis. He's been used to um, affect the hearts and minds of children in the South, the rural areas, um, by radio in 1947 to like have them to the point where they were playing in their backyard. There. One kid's dressed up like a clan member and the other kid's dressed up like Superman. Now imagine your your kids calling like a fictitious clan member where they're playing and play. You're watching them play and they're treating uh, the clan that you might be a secret member of as evil. They look at it as evil. They like take that, take that, take this, and they're looking at it as evil. And then, what did you do when you you had that meeting? You you didn't go. Nobody really knows your face there, then they're not gonna miss you. And what did you do with your robes? They they would often bury them in the backyard, burn them, and that's how some of the racist and um, far right people just the the memberships dwindled down and it's pretty much did like that until like we had a rise in in the in the 80s but that hero was useful that hero to that child changed that child's world and thinking that was being programmed into them by adults it was an external factor that made them look at the world and deal with things going on in their world now looking at light like today we might need to be more cognizant of the external factors that our children are soaking in your kids in a room playing um Fortnite Call of Duty and um, other type games, you know, that deal with like, oh, yeah, he's he's building and stuff like that. They they, they want to always keep the kids building. They want to keep the kids doing things that's going to kind of make them like keep math and presence, because right now in America, we're short on engineers Short on like um people uh that do math uh as a part of their degrees um we're short on those all those jobs um those jobs are what we have a lot of outsourced employment for uh in in the tech and computer world, especially that's why the the push for stem came about so Heroes are used tongue-in-cheek and a lot of things to mold kids that you don't think are being molded by it. Um, If we ever have a big war and they go to drones and stuff, your kid's already prepared to be um, the most ruthless, cold-blooded, and bloodthirsty combat killer there is behind the joystick looking at a screen that joysticks gonna be similar to the Xbox and PlayStation controller and you know the targeting is too and your kid would be like the like in the movie Enders game a perfect killer even if they might think it's a game. If you gave a real life drone to a kid and had it doing stuff like that and they thought it was a game, yeah, your kid would like have more kills than the world's best sniper and stuff like that. But it's, it's not because he's desensitized. Well, like it's not because he's insensitive. Your kid might be sensitive. But when he's in that little atmosphere, that gaming apparatus, that feel, that screen, the way that screen is set up, with that joystick, he's being programmed for wars to the future. Um, And that's in no short part funded. Um, this is no short part embraced and not even spoke on is the worst part so now getting back to Chadwick Boseman a positive philanthropist actor spokesperson and human being died tragically, to a sickness. But the character that he embodied, let's talk about the character that he embodied. The character that he embodied was a, a fictional king. Now, it was a king. He's not only a king, he's king of probably a country that's hoarding A resource that makes it the most technological, advanced country in the world. So that's like making an African country and an African leader the most powerful force in the world by their technology and traditions. And they closed themselves out from society, um, lived by hubris, made you think that they were a poor country, when actually, they're the richest country in the world, resource-wise. So, think on that. It's easy to smooth over the fact that, like, we're going to let a female... Take over the role. Okay. Let's look at the history of kingdoms. There's been queens in history, yes. But when a queen marries, what is her husband called? In warfare, is the king or the queen going to don armor? Oftentimes the king. So in light, I think it's kind of cheap to say that we're just going to switch it over to, you know, like let the role continue on with the characters we have in place let the sister take the mantle, let her sister become king because that then infers that eventually there is going to be a male or, you know, they might, if they keep spinning in a certain way, maybe they'll have a female interest that she's like, she goes for, which I, I think would just be totally cheap if they spin it this way, just to kind of keep a continuity or, you know, she finds a male. Okay. So, that male, any male that is a leader, and he marries another leader, is he marrying her for love? Or unity of kingdoms? And unity of kingdoms, that's two kingdoms becoming one, right? One rule knows the male as their king. The other rule knows the queen as their, as their leader. Who's the leader when the countries unify? Are they ruled together? Okay. That's what you might be thinking. They rule together, but... If they rule together, the half of the people that was with him still believe him as the lead the half of the people that rule with her still believes her as the lead. Well, looking at African kingdoms, that's how we fail. Uh, If you, like, ever watched the movie Shaka Zulu, and all those um, movies there, they depicted African warriors Fighting against cannons of the, you know, colonizing um, Europeans, British. They're using spears to fight bullets and gunpowder. Their kingdoms merge when the queen married a king. But in warfare, that king had to be the man and step up and fight. So the natural rule of lead went to him because he was dying or fighting to die for his country. And oftentimes, as history has shown us, uh, in Africa, they did. They lost to superior Weapons, superior technology, superior tactics. Now, in this story, the world is pretty much, for lack of a better sense, turned upside down. You have the latter. You have a country that pretty much, if they were fighting British colonists with gunpowder, they would win by a landslide. but i i know you might be saying I, but this is a fictional story what does it have to do with reality it has a lot to do with reality because when that kid had superman growing up that kid was taught and kind of raised by superman to feel that he is mighty he's he's powerful he can he could be superman in his mind or he could he could be that hero in his mind, in his play, as innocents as children are, he could be that hero. But like, think of Halloween for a black child before Black Panther. Every character that he put on to play as a hero was normally a white face. was normally something where if he was playing with his friends and the innocence of children, you know, our children talk, and they all wanted to play a game where they all be a superhero. If all of them had on Superman costumes, guess who they would make the villain? You can't be Superman because Superman's white. There's that stench of superiority that was even in imagination for the black child for the black male child now we're in a world where we have Beyonce's Rihanna's Nicki Minaj's Halle Berry's Tyra Banks the black woman is more coveted a sexual item now by men of every color, shape, and walk of life, to add to it Latin women like Shakira and um, J-Lo, Cardi B. You know, they are coveted. They're like, oh, the being put up as the sex symbol is no longer Marilyn Monroe. You know, it's no longer Mae West. It's it's these women that are the sex symbol. So yes, anytime you see a woman like that on screen, leading male should probably be could be a black or you know white male. But if she's a good looking woman, she's going to the she, she she's going to the white male. Look at um What's the show? Um, It was a show with Kerry Washington on TV, Scandal. Uh, She had a black love interest in the show. And if you look at the character that he played, they belittled him, belittled him. She cheated on him. She cheated on him. She went to more powerful men and just left him behind because he wasn't nothing. You see that on shows all the time. You know, they will push this dynamic of an interracial relationship when it's female, black, any other race. Um, But they won't push it when it's black male, white woman, or the black male as the strong, you know, definite male character with a white woman that you know you'll get him with a like if there's a latin woman in the movie and he's in there as the role okay any other thing other than white they're not gonna really show it like it'll be like uh a denzel movie you know he's he's given the romantic vibe but he's not gonna seal the deal you know um and that for a lack of better sense brings me to the topic is like why do we have to racialize fiction why do we have to put superiority in fiction tom sawyer and huck finn yeah was written to be where tom sawyer is white but you know when shakespeare did plays most of his plays was written with men and women in roles and most of the roles are played, even the female ones, by men. Imagine watching your favorite movie now, in today's light, where you have a male playing a female role. Oh, wait, it does happen where you have that, right? But there's some people that don't find that palatable enough to have it on every show. But, if Shakespeare was here today, he would say, why not? He's giving you the play. He's giving you the story. It it doesn't really matter what color the character is. Black Panther could be white. Superman James Bond could be black. It doesn't matter what color he's in on screen, you know the story of the person, of the character, because you've read it. What matters is the actor. The actor actually playing that role matters. He's a good actor. That's why it doesn't matter what his color is, or even sex. It doesn't matter. He is the best actor I can get for that role, so he's playing it. I don't care if it's him playing, you know, like, like, I don't care if it's him having to play something that's like General Lee, you know? Well, this black man's the best actor, you know, if it's a fictional story, let him play it. Now, if you're going to have a historical story, yes, historical story, General Lee should be a white man. Historical story, Martin Luther King should be played by a black man. But if it's like fictional, based off of a comic book, cartoon, video game, or anything of that nature, book, it should be whatever the person best actor cast is. Point blanking, what, like, you know, Alex cross could be a black man or a white man. Like when I read Alex cross, I don't really even see a race. You know, when you read a story, if you read a story right now with a heroic role and they didn't tell you what color the hero was, and then I bet you, I could tell you what color he is. Um, tell the reader to go look in the mirror because when he's envisioning it, he's seeing himself. In the character. That's why the character is dynamic. That's why the character sticks with him. So I feel that they should recast um, Chadwick Boseman's part. I feel that there's tonny, tons of qualified black actors if you want to, like, you know, keep it 100. It's an African. If you're going to try to keep it 100 with the source material, it's an African king. Okay, yes, he should be black. If you're going to keep that historical point to keep it black, then yes, he should be black. But yes, you should be able to use the best actor you could find for that role. We lost a good actor, but if Daniel Craig fell off a cliff, God forbid, or died tomorrow, they would find another James Bond. We've lost several Supermans. They have found other Supermen. That kid has never been told, we're going to give you Supergirl instead of having your Superman because Superman died. Batman The guy that played Batman died. We we ain't going to recast that. We just going to let Batgirl take the thing. Go ahead. Keep the party going. You wouldn't even take. Hardcore fans wouldn't even like. Be cool with Robin really taking the (laughs) man. You know. So. I'm just saying. It's cool for people are fans. But like when it comes. Down to it. You know. Bunny and stuff like that. Let, let them have a franchise too. Let it, let them have a male character that they can have 20, 30, 40 years from now. Like, shoot, Batman, Superman are like characters. that was like almost close to their hundreds, you know, in years that they've been about. And the kid that started reading the first issue when it first came out, is an old man now and his life was shaped by that. He fought in wars. He did whatever he did because that hero play that he had as a kid went with him and built his character, his personality. Probably more than his parents did if one of his parents wasn't around or if one of his parents died in war. It is quintessential that A black child, especially a black male child, has something that he can aspire to positive in a male role model. Whether it be a coach, there's kids that didn't grow up with a father that idolized other athletes and became star athletes. LeBron James. So don't take that away from a black child. A black male will probably not get a job as fast as a black female in America. A black male probably won't go to college like a black female would so, give a black male child something to believe in. Something to see that's larger than himself, that's grandiose, that's bigger than him. He needs that too. He needs to be able to put on that mask and but like, he needs to be able to put on that costume and know I ain't got to wear a mask that colors my skin a different color. Because this hero represents me. This hero represents where I come from. He represents the heritage of slaves that were free and built up and stood in society the same as the white man that grew up thinking he could be Superman. Marvel, I think, should be ashamed of themselves. You have in their movies, you have white men that's playing gods, tech geniuses, uh, even Hulks, and yet and still, like if you look in the movie, I found it funny. They they came to another uh you know a black leader's country and tore it down. Thor was a god and you didn't even see anybody come and tear his stuff down. He tore it down himself. If you look at the, the character arcs and stuff like that, if you actually read through it instead of watching it. Uh you had uh a super businessman never lose the power of his business through the whole thing that he went through in every arc, he just passed it off. He, he got every bit of success and stature from that, but he never took a fall. Meanwhile, the, we get introduced to the black King and by the, we haven't even got we didn't even get to the, see the, the full arc of the character yet. You've already destroyed his kingdom with a war from beyond where he had to bow to other superior human people, you know, and they tore his country apart, but they didn't tear down their country. That fight didn't take place in the middle of Oklahoma or New York city. That fight didn't take place in the middle of, you know, America where, you know, the first fights and stuff took place. And you know, I'm just saying when you look at a character, I kind of like, like, damn, that sounds exactly like how it would go down. If that was reality, uh, he would have to subjugate himself. But that to me just is shitty writing one. And two, it's like, Really? Do you really think a king would put the entrance of a group over his people? Like, okay, yeah, uh, I could help, but if I let you help here, it's going to destroy and cause harm to women and children of my people. And the women and children in your country won't bleed. No king would do that. Even if it was a world dynamic type fight, he's not going to have his people bleed to fight somebody else's war. As you would know, a god have his parishioners? So I I, I challenge them to write better, get some black writers. Uh, like, I'm not saying Ryan Kugler is a bad writer, I'm saying that. Ryan Coogler is a great writer. I'm saying that, like, if he got 100% carte blanche on writing it his way without framing into any kind of Feige story arcs or Feige storylines, we would have a king that wouldn't bow. So, because we haven't really ever seen a black king truly on this planet in this time. Uh, Like the only, like if you go back to Africa and want to see a true black king, go back to all those, those tribal Kings and stuff like that. They, they were nationalists. Yes. But they were, unflinching to their people they didn't hurt their people so i i ask you to when you're making a movie marvel if y'all going to make one and make one please recast the character you know and please you know make sure that you give a black kid a hero you know we Black kid is used to watching his heroes die. You know, George Floyd had a daughter. All she's going to remember is her father was killed by police. You know, she's going to know about the good that people marched for him and stuff like that. But, like, there's going to be stories and stuff that's saying her father was a criminal and not her father, her hero. Breonna Taylor died and she might have nieces and nephews that might never really know that she was an EMT who worked hard and saved lives to tragically die see just like in the movies um heroes aren't made heroes emerge so more than ever black males need to have a sense of inspiration so that heroes can emerge um i thank y'all all all for um listening to me um as always love peace and equality um and i'll catch y'all on the next one